0: think we are good. I think All we're right, cool. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Rad, episode 5, the podcast with the Radcats. Now, today on the show, we are very excited. We've got uh, a special guest that we've been promising you for a while. We've talked a lot about him, and now here he is for your, uh, your, what, what's the word? Pleasure. Your earful your pleasure? What What's Listening? Like a sexual... For your
1: ears, listening, um, listening, listening pleasure, pleasure.
2: L- listening pleasure, pleasure maybe? maybe your sounding That's pleasure. One.
0: Anyway, he is the resident from Game Gods, the creator, the founder, and the one, the only Pat from Canada.
2: Yeah. What's going on, guys? Doing good. Doing. Chicks. <laughs>
0: Aren't you married, Pat? Yeah, man. Uh, Hold on, my headphones are not plugged in. Oh. So, uh, yeah, this is yes. Pat. Pat, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, well, I started YouTubing in 2016. That was the New Year's resolution. And then... I had some problems with my YouTube channel and then uh when that started happening I started thinking, Okay, I gotta do something beyond YouTube, I gotta find a way out or a side hustle besides my regular side hustle which was YouTube and then I started looking towards like local television and seeing if I can get a spot on T V and that's kinda how Game Gods T V came about. And that's kinda where I'm at now.
2: Okay, nice.
1: So, uh,
0: were you creating content before YouTube? Like, were you into recording videos and stuff?
1: No. I did, like, a couple things, like, in high school. Like, I made a movie where my brother's actually in it, and my parents are in it. And my brother, he uh, has a doppelganger, which is, like, an evil twin of himself that moves next door. And... Then he, like, knocks him out, and the evil one kind of, like, usurps him and, like, takes his place in the family, and we're starting to, like, notice that, like, he's just acting differently, and he's dressing differently, and his hair is different and everything. And then, then he ties up the family, and he's kind of, like, pours, uh, pour gasoline on us and, like, set us all on fire, and then the, <laughs> the good one breaks free and saves us, but then you find out that he was really the bad one, <laughs> it's really... Really stupid. And uh, that was, like, the first movie ever made. And then um, I also did another one where we did uh, a commercial about sweatshops for economics class. And that was, like, really well-received. That was, like, the first, like, intentionally hilarious one. The other one was, like, it's kind of ended up being hilarious. But it wasn't my intention to make it hilarious. But the second one was intentionally hilarious. And then um, I sort of... Uh, I mean, that was the only content that I ever created. And I was one of the stupid guys that started a YouTube channel with zero content. So Manhattan World, that was the first thing I ever did. And that was a month after my channel ever came out. And I never posted any videos until April. So it was like four months of nothing. Um, I didn't have anything before YouTube. So what made
0: you like want to get into video editing, like content creating on YouTube specifically?
1: there's a lot of youtubers that i really like um, and i really like the idea of like a theme and there's something that's like really cool about like john tron's really cool and i love his videos but um, so there's something special about angry video game nerd and like the format that he uses and it's like you almost come to expect it and you recognize it and like if he deters from it too much, it's almost going to detract from the whole thing and uh, when I took the YouTube training it really reinforced that and um, one thing that uh, I sort of needed to have before I started the channel was like a theme and uh, once I sort of had that then um, that's sort of how the YouTube channel was formed. Um so I guess I would say like watching those guys and their episodic content and then figuring out how to maybe do that in my own kind of way that would be like unique and um that would sort of give me the roadmap to do that whole kind of thing and, and how to sort of balance what kind of new content to come up with.
0: Right on. Um so this uh, YouTube class that you YouTube took how
1: like how was that it was pretty good it was like 21 days 3 courses each were a week long you did it part time so it was like probably about 2 to 4 hours a day then you had to like make movies and upload them and it sort of taught different things there was one about building your brand There's one about Um, how to get noticed on YouTube, stuff about like metadata, how to, um, do like how to, how to name your videos, how to find out what's trending and how to use the YouTube algorithm. Like they actually kind of show you how to exploit that thing because it's kind of out there for everybody to use anyways. And then there was one just on thumbnails. And that was, like, that was what the th- three works, weeks were. And then there was another one that I was invited to, but then I was going through the thing with YouTube, so I just didn't do it. And that was more about, like, filming and, like, how to do camera setups and lighting. And you sort of need equipment to implement that stuff anyway. So I don't really see what the the point was at that at that time. But I, I do need to improve the uh, quality of the show. I'm always looking to make it better. So, if they offer that again, I'll probably take it.
0: Right on. So, is it just like an online class?
1: Or did they fly yeah. you in? Or, oh, just online? No, no. It's all like remote. When you guys hit 1,000 subscribers, if they still offer it, it'll be available to you. Oh.
0: So, is it just like, do you just is it like taking tests or something online
1: or do they actually sit and no, talk with you or yeah it's all done with, like there's a bunch of videos and um, they're done by content creators and you can't really access them anywhere else but like in this course so it's cool like Vsauce tells you about stuff that he does in his videos and uh, I think Pro Jared's one of them too and they just Kind of oh Matt Pat, he uh, kind of talks to you about how to make money on YouTube. It's it's really cool. Right okay. And then there's there are like live ones that are optional too, but I didn't do those. They're at specific times. Oh I see
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So does YouTube like appoint these guys to to teach this class or how does that work? I think so yeah. Right on. Maybe YouTube asks them, maybe they give them a budget, maybe maybe it's a symbiotic thing and they, they promote their videos or something like that. Maybe it's just to, you know, hey, do you want to get noticed by up and coming YouTubers or people that are, you know, that's part. That's a big part of their community, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Right on. Yeah. So what's like this, you keep mentioning like this this thing that happened with YouTube. What What is this thing that happened with YouTube
1: that you were mentioning? Man. There's like a lot of stuff. The first thing was, um, basically, um, hold on a second, trying to get my bearings here. It was, uh, I think it was spring of last year, and, um, I got this like weird orange notice and YouTube said that the monetization on my account because this is before monetization got really difficult like um, my current channel is under review and it's been under review for a month and they say it takes about a week but now they're saying it takes longer and you have to have 10,000 views um, in order to do monetization so for me when I did monetization I probably had I don't know. Less than a thousand views, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there was a limit. So, anyways, I was telling people, let's promote the video. And I don't know if you've ever seen my subscriber specials, but I kind of talk about this. People are taking it like too literally, and they're like turning the sound off my videos and playing them at like five times speed, and then having multiple windows open, and then just like racking up the views. Dang. And I was like, no, yeah. that's like you shouldn't do that like if you want to watch every one of my videos once and if you want to like every single one of them once that's great that's amazing um if you want to watch it twice because you enjoy it but you're actually going to watch it that's cool but like you don't need to run it on a playlist because youtube doesn't like that right they want legit views so they called it unusual click activity so then i wrote to them and the thing about YouTube is, like, whenever you have a problem, it's like you never even deal with a live person. It's always, like... Not even live chat. It's, like, email, and it takes some days to get back to you, usually. And it's, like, really crappy, right? Um, they got back to me, and then they said, okay, it's all cool, right? So then, that's fine. Then, in the summertime, I'm, you know, off camping, doing different things, and then I... Get this notice again, and then they they took monetization off completely, and I was like, "What the hell?" But at that point, it was July, and I had probably gotten something somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,000 subscribers already, so I was doing well, what I thought, and I thought, "I'm not going to quit." So I kept on putting up content, but that's when I was really open to like, "Hey guys, like, here's my password." do live stream from the channel, let's grow this channel organically, you know, share content, because there was no money involved in this channel anymore, it's not like you guys could take anything from me, so I wanted to do this like open platform kind of thing, and have other people come in, and and do like a real community based thing, I thought like okay, maybe it's a blessing not a burden, that that money's out of the the concept for this, but then at the same time I was like okay well, if I do want to make money at this or something, I'm going to do a different way, and that's when I thought about the show, right? That's what I mentioned earlier. And so the silver lining out of that whole cloud was that the show came out of it. That's going to get me some more recognition. Hopefully I'm going to be able to do this full time and have a, like a real budget attached to it. Um, and so the monetization was one thing, but it led to some other stuff. So um, that's like part one answer to your question. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, yeah, I keep going okay okay so the monetization thing I was like okay so I'm cruising along and I'm thinking um, let's roll the dice here and let's like really try to achieve something so then I kind of kind of thought about like okay trending stuff and um, I was a real huge fan of like it the movie I read the book um, multiple times I've seen the movie multiple times this new movie that, that was coming out like I thought they did an amazing job and I was really psyched for it to come out And, um, then people were starting to, like, put up videos on it, right? So I did a review, and it was really heavily having, like, scenes in it, like, including, like, George's arm getting bitten off and stuff like that. And, um, I was doing some videos, like, up until the movie, too, so I was taking trailers and making my own unique trailers on it. And then, um from the trailers that came, like, actual movie scenes. And my trailers are doing pretty well. Like, there was, like, a couple of them that had, like, 100,000 views. And then I was uploading scenes from the 1990 Tim Curry movie. It was fine. It was just that it said it was claimed by Warner Brothers, you know, so I couldn't make money off of it. But they were making, like, 150,000 views each. You know, each. And then, anyways, so then... Um, I had been nailed with a copyright strike. And it was for... Uploading those Sunday movies, and those damn Sunday movies is, like, what killed the channel, like, basically. So, I got a copyright strike for this movie called Dark Star. It's a shit movie by John Carpenter. It's his first movie. John Carpenter, if you're you're watching this, I I doubt you are, but, like, I'm a fan of yours. You know, Halloween was awesome, Thing was awesome. But Dark Star was a shit movie. And your shit movie feels like... like, Yeah, it like oh, it's horrible, horrible movie. If here's a bit of trivia: it was written by Dan O'Bannon, who went along to write Alien. So there's some ideas of Alien there, but like, wait till you see the alien in this movie. It's like some weird turtle ball thing that like is not scary. It's is this really stupid. Feel like a
2: comedy kind of.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like a stoner space movie, like really really stupid, it's huge low budget, god awful. Like, okay. you know, those horrible space movies where, like, you know, they didn't have realistic movement in space and it's really just stuff flying across the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like the Star Wars cool way where they move the cameras and you get pants and, you you know. No, it's like, you know, flinging across. This. You have to see it. Yeah, is it like a,
0: like a still camera and stuff is just flying across it?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's usually, like, guys in chairs. <laughs> it's not even, like, ships and stuff. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's beyond god-awful. Like It's really, really terrible. Anyways, so I got a strike for that. Because I uploaded it and it wasn't claimed right away. So then, like, you can always get a strike, even if you have a claim, they say. But if you have a claim, I think it's pretty safe. So, I had some it videos blocked worldwide. By the way, the first one hit a million views. My review hit a million thirty-three thousand views in less than twenty-four hours. It was ranked... Wow. Number 39, I trended number 39 globally on YouTube, like, globally, <laughs> for one day, September 9th, 2016, a day after it came out. Anyways, like, th- it was so cool, and the only reason why I did that was because of the fact that YouTube was said, screw you, you can't make money off your channel. So I'm like, okay, well, screw you. Because even though people were, like, watching multiple videos, like, my one movie that, a wolf whatever already had like a, a 100,000 views or 160,000 or something like that moon of the wolf that's what it was called so it's not like um, all of my views of which I had um, 3.4 million at that point before they said you can't make money um, and technically they owned, owed me like about 3,400 bucks right? American. Because that's kind of what it equates to. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, like all that was, was going on. And. Uh, anyways. I got my first strike. My second strike was. Uh, I can't remember. Oh it was one of my. It scenes. It was when. Uh, Henry Bowers knifes his dad. <laughs> but it was like so. How it, how it showed up <coughs> oh no no it was one of my trailers it was one of my trailers that featured like that kind of scene but it didn't really show him knife and his dad at all and my review got blocked but that was fine but then I noticed that my view count went down 1.5 million it went from 3.5 million to 2 million and I was like oh no so then they're gonna take that money away because they blocked that video that had over a million views and I was like okay I understand whatever so anyways still thinking I got two grand and you know we're gonna be doing the live streaming it's okay right we got an audience at this point of about six thousand subscribers and about five million views total um... and things are going well right and then all of a sudden I had two strikes so I wasn't able to upload content for about two weeks So I was just adding you know playlists and stuff and just trying to stay active right anyways then i get hit with another strike and it's this is a public domain movie that nobody owns um and and it was from some company in india who like maybe they own the rights to canada from india i really don't understand it's an yeah, english company or something indian subsidiary i don't know yeah. It was really stupid. And then they claimed another public domain movie. And like the AVGN reviews both these movies and he mentions that they're in the public domain. And that's not what I was basing it on. I was basing it on like a paid subscription that I had to a um, collection of public domain movies that I wanted to upload to YouTube just to get some viewers so that they could actually look at the real content, right? The stuff that we made up. And we were getting a lot of good views. Like the ones that we were putting up those award shows like they were at 500 plus views one of them was over at a thousand the spinner fidget spinner video is over a thousand views like all that stuff trickles down you know when other people go check out other parts of your channel yeah right? for sure yeah. so anyways I wrote back and I said look this is public domain this is the this is the precedent blah 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 anyways YouTube comes back and said well since you don't own it like not since nobody owns it but basically since nobody owns it and therefore you don't own it we're gonna leave the strike anyway, so then my channel was shut down. But they don't shut it down right away; they give you a week. So I just frantically downloaded every video and I uploaded every video to my new YouTube channel. I actually have close to 400, or between 4 and 500 videos on my Game Gods TV channel that are private, Dang. and I've only yeah I've only actually um, made public like a hundred plus, and of those I've also added new videos like um, the switch happened around September and Game Gods TV officially stopped. I would say October tenth, or sorry, Game god stopped October tenth. So Game Gods TV was like officially, you know, past the torch or whatever that day. Um, so I was ready to do the Halloween videos and a lot of those are new, but a lot of them are rehashes from last year because I was like, I could put up every single one. And then nobody would see any significance to any upload because there's a hundred of them out, you know, every day. Or I could just kind of trickle them out and kind of repeat my upload schedule from last year, which frees me up to do the TV show. Yeah. So that's kind of my strategy to the whole thing. <clears throat> that's the that's the whole story about the whole stupid thing. It's you a, know.
0: So in a nutshell, they they shut you down for posting movies that you didn't own but nobody owned essentially so it's kind of like it's like royalty free
1: yeah yeah and i didn't monetize them either i didn't i didn't say yeah okay give me money i like purposely didn't monetize them Hmm. so you could watch them commercial free there'd be no commercials in them none at the beginning none during it's fine so, if you get one strike
0: on your YouTube channel, they shut down monetization on it so you cannot get paid at all?
1: No, 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 no. I don't know. No. That was just because of unusual click activity. And they gave me a warning, and then they did it again.
2: Mm.
0: So, you get three strikes, though, and then they shut your channel
1: down for good? Yeah, but you can get up to six strikes because there's a difference. There's two types of strikes that you can get you can get a community guidelines strike and you can get a copyright strike.
2: Oh. Yeah.
0: So is breaking the community guidelines worse than copyright?
1: No, they're both equally, you know, you get a three-month probation period before they go away. And then if you get two, for example, then, like, basically you can't get a third strike for another three months because if you have one that's about to pass, and you get another one, then it's like they count as two until the end of the second one. So there's, like, overlap. Wow. Can you hold on just for one second? Yeah, no problem.
0: Dude, that would suck. That would be so heartbreaking if we lost this channel. Yeah. Dude, it's something like that. Everything we worked on. This is, like, a year and a half's worth of work.
2: I feel like... If it, like, happened when we just, like, got start getting views, people start finding us. But that'd probably be the perf that probably be the time when like YouTube would say, Hey, you got a bunch of copyrighted stuff that you wanna strike down.
0: But but that's the you thing want though back. is YouTube's already like told us that we can't get paid for that, which is yeah. fine. It's mostly just the Zelda videos yeah. and a few songs. Yeah. Which we can't monetize anything anyway. Yeah. So.
1: The Zelda videos is bullshit. Yeah, I know. It's, it really it is. Because is. It's it's, you don't see other publishers doing that, yeah. right? Like, I've got Konami laid a claim to me beating Contra. Like, what the fuck? It I'm does. sorry, but it's a game, right? Yeah. You play a game. You don't watch a video of a game. Like, okay, you watch a video of a game, but that's not the same as playing a game or owning a game. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. It, to me, it's no different than um, watching a video of somebody, like, behind the, you know, maybe wearing a, a GoPro on his head and sitting into, like, a Lamborghini Countach and driving it. And then, like, <laughs> watching that is not stealing a Lamborghini Countach oh, it Lamborghini, it's, right? It's, Why should they shut you down? It,
0: yeah, it's stupid. It's
1: Well, the thing is... If anything, it's promoting it.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what, exactly what it's doing. It's promoting it. Like, for example, the game Skate 3, PewDiePie, that, when the game first released, it did terrible, and n- like nobody bought it. But it was a few years later that PewDiePie actually played it on his channel, and it skyrocketed the sales of Skate 3 just because he played it. So now, Nintendo, wow. you're going to try and tell me that when YouTubers play your games, it is bad. First of all, you get free promotion, which you do absolutely nothing for. In fact... Most of the time, the people buy the games from you anyway, Nintendo, unless you freely give it to them. I know they give some Switches away and stuff yeah. to review, but I don't, I don't understand. You'll give a YouTuber a free Switch to review it, but you won't let them play games and get paid for it. Like that's That doesn't make any, yeah, sense. Doesn't make any sense. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's stupid. And so they're inviting less and less people to review their games. And what they're doing is they're finding—I think—they're finding parts in the cutscenes or something where it's like something that repeats in the game. If you cut those out, I think the agro algorithm won't find it.
0: Yeah, that's that's yeah. what we've had to do. Like our first—I think it was our first uh, five or six episodes. It's probably our first more than that yeah. of Zelda where we just played it raw, like we didn't do any editing or trimming or whatever. We just threw it up there and that's when you get the strike is the cutscene so I mean we've we've cut them out and haven't gotten hit since so I think there's there ways go. there's ways around Nintendo's BS but yeah.
1: so I've even flipped the cutscenes around like I inverted the camera the horizontal yeah. flipped it um, and it still caught it so it has something to do with the audio maybe yeah
0: I think it does yeah I think it does because yeah. we, we showed a cutscene in our last one for like 10 or 15 seconds and it didn't catch it at all but we didn't have any audio for it.
2: Yeah, I guess.
1: Hmm. That would make sense. I think it's stupid. So, Nintendo's got like a really good fan base but they've always punished their fan base. I know, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It's been really hard to be a Nintendo fanboy. So now, like, I'm done with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Officially. Um I'm not gonna get a Switch I'm just maybe if a switch is like 100 bucks. You know, and I can get Mario Odyssey for 40 bucks and Zelda for 40 bucks and like you know I can get the whole thing for under a few hundred bucks and and all the games that I want, which is probably going to be impossible. I'm just not going to do it.
0: Dude, if you have actually if you haven't played those games, man, you are missing out. That new Zelda game is
1: legit. Like I, yeah. I know, I know, I know, but I can, I can still get it for the Wii U technically. You can. It's still, it's still eighty bucks. Okay, in Canada, it's eighty bucks. That's steep. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, it's different prices over there. Yeah. Brand new. It's almost a year out because Nintendo's like, you, if you want it for the Wii U, buy it. <laughs> eighty yeah. bucks. Yeah. And we're only making so money, and like that's fine. You know, it'll stay in the store for a year. 2 years and people will eventually still buy it and will make a lot of profit. I think like I think
0: the reason Nintendo
1: does it is cuz
0: they know that when they when they hit something and it's good they need to milk it for all it's worth cuz then they're going to come out with something that completely bombs and they're just going to keep going in this up and down. Yeah. So they're like, "Hey, yeah, but uh,
1: this is this is good. Let's milk it before it, we screw ourselves over." The Switch is doing incredibly well, which is I guess good for Nintendo because it's always good to keep them around because Microsoft and Sony, like, I'm sorry, but the next generation, I'm just going to pick one and just stick with it. I actually didn't know how bad Xbox was doing. I thought they were neck and neck, but I was wrong. That That's actually a startling revelation. No, I don't Sony, know if you guys know. Sony is kicking no, their butt. Yeah,
0: they're dying. And the reason is because is if you think about it, what console-exclusive games besides Halo are good for the Xbox. Like, that is the only reason I have bought an Xbox is because of Halo. I love Halo, and I will die a Halo fan. So that is the only reason I continue to buy Xbox. Other than that game, like, there's there's nothing exclusive for Xbox that is even relevant.
2: And the new Gears of War, like, I, I wasn't really... I liked
1: it. I liked it a lot. Actually, come on, guys. I liked it a lot. Uh... Gears of War, what, what is it? Gears of War 4. Yeah, it 4. was amazing. I thought it was amazing.
2: I don't know. I couldn't really get into it. Maybe really? Cause, maybe because I grew out of it. The type of gameplay. Um, but yeah, like, uh, also the, like the exclusives that they have, the quote exclusives, you can also get them on PC. So, uh, there's really no point to buying an Xbox One. For the majority of the exclusive games. Yeah, can't you play Halo on PC? No, uh, not yet. They did bring the Forge mode to Halo 5 onto PC, but eventually they're probably just going to bring all the games well, on to PC. I know the original Halo, Halo Combat yeah. Evolved, you could and play for the PC. Halo 2 is on PC. Yeah. yeah,
1: that was better on PC. Yeah. I think you had a rocket launcher as a new weapon. Yeah. And then they had a sequence with that giant scarab thing that was exclusive to the yeah. PC.
2: Uh yeah, also they had a multiplayer like an online multiplayer for the PC for the Halo yeah. 1. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. The original Halo on Xbox just had four player multiplayer yeah. mm-hmm. to split screen. No, oh, I think you could you link two Xboxes and have eight player. Yeah. For the original Halo? Yeah, they actually had some MLG
0: tournaments back then. I think Halo might have been what started. Yeah. Started that cuz yeah. I remember watching competitive Halo back in 2002, 2003. Yeah
2: uh
1: yeah
2: yeah also there was like a, a different thing for xbox a thing called xbox connect before their motion sensor it was before xbox live and that's how you could play online but it didn't work very well so that's why they brought live in
1: interesting yeah
0: yeah no xbox is dying and if they don't get better games, they will lose it.
2: Yeah, and Sony will be... Like,
0: uh, one thing I think Xbox could capitalize on is they own Rare. Do something
2: yeah, with I've Rare. We'll see if Thieves is coming out. And- oh,
0: yeah.
1: K- Killer Instinct comes out. It's not even made by Rare. Yeah. yeah by- Rare, like, they they basically said, fuck you, Rare. We're going to make you do Kinect Sports until, yeah. like, you murder yourselves yeah. and commit suicide it's, or something. It's stupid,
0: dude. Rare created some of the greatest video games known to man yeah. for the N64 and it's like since yeah. then Xbox is trying to kill Rare which is stupid. It's like, dude, come on, like make a good game. Bring back Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> Not nuts and balls. Bring back Banjo-Kazooie. I promise oh, here's you the...
1: will sell it's, a lot of copies. It's It's true. It's true, but here's the thing. Um... There's another factor too. It's like rares a shell of what they were, right? Yeah. So yeah. the guys that make Goldeneye, they left. They, left. they became yeah. free radical. Mm-hmm. They made Time Splitters and some other games. Yeah. Then um the guys who did Banjo-Kazooie, they left too. They now if you want that spiritual successor, there's a game called Ukulele. Yeah. I'm sure you guys yeah. have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's supposed to be like like really awesome. So I don't even know what rare is. If there's any like of that soul left or if it's just one of these things that like kind of like precipitates and now it's just like you kinda you kinda have to get hardcore about it and kind of track it down. Yeah, well
0: <laughs> what it seems like to me is it, rare is just the logo they slap on some of the games to try and get people to buy it. Which yeah. it could be. Yeah. No one's gonna buy Connect Sports. Uh, I don't care how good people think the Connect
1: is, it's balls. It always will be wow. balls. I know.
2: Majority opinion, actually. I know.
1: But you know what? I have one for my Xbox One, and I like using it. Like, I don't play any games, but I just like using it. It's really awesome. For like scrolling I, I, through menus and stuff. No, not even. No, I just, I just talk to it. Oh. oh. I love it. Like, okay, so case in point, when you get Xbox Live, um, in the states, and I. In, in Canada, I don't know if they order, offer it in the States, but you get 100 free Skype minutes. Oh. So you can make, like, real phone calls. So, like, I'll program my friends, and I'll be like, Xbox Sheldon. And then I'll call them, and I'll be like, hey, you know, you're not on the Xbox. Do you want to play some um, anything? Like, do you want to play some COD, or do you want to play some... I, I'm forgetting what that game is with those huge mechs. Help me out here. Titanfall. Titanfall. Yeah. Yeah. So and then, if I want to order pizza, I just say no Xbox way. pizza. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's like Alexa yeah. for the Xbox. Kind of. Yeah. Xboxa. Xbox. So yeah. Okay. Here's the best thing. I'm watching a movie, right? Somebody uh-huh. calls, right? If you're watching a movie on your Xbox, it's a pain in the because you got to turn on the controller. Otherwise, you like just pick up the phone you'd be like, I'm sorry, but I'm watching a movie, so it sounds like World War III. <laughs> and then you, like, turn the volume off, but then, like, I, I'm a fan of pausing the movie, not just, like, turning the sound off yeah. and then, like, playing it again, and then, like, all this stuff's happened, right? Yeah. So you just say, Xbox, pause. And the controller doesn't have to be on or anything, and the whole thing pauses. That is it's nice. It's really awesome. Yeah. Uh,
2: but actually, I think, um, due to the underwhelming um, opinions on the Connect. I think Xbox has like drop support for it, so there's not even any new Kinect games lately.
1: No, no, but it's still, it still works. Like, yeah. and for all those people that bought one that were like stuck with having the thing, you know, just use it in that capacity and you're gonna be happy that you had it. Oh yeah.
2: PlayStation, you can actually do the same thing through a mic, um, but it's a little more complicated. Yeah,
1: I think PlayStation originally was bundled with that, and then Mm -hmm. they got rid of it. Uh, They lowered the price, or they didn't bundle it with it, and they, I don't know.
2: Like, uh, you can still do the thing with the mic, where you like plug in a microphone or something, and you can, like, say, uh, I don't remember what you say, but, like, uh, it uh, brings up a bunch of words, and then you say the words and stuff. It is weird. It's, I try to... A little bit. It, I I'm, I can figure it out.
1: What are the problems um what oh go ahead? Well I was just gonna say one last thing. Um at the beginning when they had those cards, like if you bought a game and then it had a free level or if you bought um Xbox like money or a live subscription, they had a QR code on those things. And when you had Kinect, you just threw the code up right up to the camera. You didn't have to say shit and then just be like boop do you want to like uh, you know this is 20 bucks you want to add it to your account or just oh, be like oh that would be nice yeah nice. so you know how it's like freaking 12 to 16 characters <laughs> yeah, you got to plug it it's like and it's got to block caps all that stuff you know oh no you just hit the thing yeah i miss like i think people are missing the boat i think that's such a cool thing to have so you so heard if it- you have if you have it yeah you, go heard, you dust heard ladies that thing and gentlemen. Yeah.
0: yeah go go dust off your connect and use it for uh, voice support and phone yeah. calling and everything but gaming
1: yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> that, maybe, that's how they should right. advertise maybe maybe you that you can say Xbox Netflix and that'll fire up your Netflix
2: maybe that idea can like be put into the next Xbox where it like now has like a little built-in voice in microphone thing. or something built-in microphone on the console and you can it can, like, hear really loudly to say, Xbox! <laughs> Xbox!
0: See, one of the problems, I have a Kinect as well, and it has collected years of dust. I don't use it. My siblings used it for Just Dance, like, five years ago. But anyway... Are you talking about
1: for 360 or for an Xbox One? It
0: was for 360. I don't have the Xbox One. But mm. um, the one of the issues I had is I would be watching TV, and my Kinect is right below the TV, and so... Sometimes actors would just yell out the correct key phrase or whatever and then it would like pause my movie or it would would switch it to something else. Or it turned it off one time and I'm like, okay, like I got to unplug this thing.
2: Yeah.
0: But another thing is when I first got it, I didn't know that it was a microphone. Like if you don't switch the settings when you're playing like online, that you, you could be talking to people. So me and my buddy were playing Call of Duty Black Ops and I was probably like, I don't know. Twelve, thirteen years old at the time, and we were playing Call of Duty. There was a girl playing, and, and I'm like, "Whoa, girls play video games!" Like me being as young as I was. And anyway, dude, this chick just lit us up. She heard us, and she was screaming at us, cussing us out. Like, how does how does she hear us? And I figured out it was the connect. The connect is a oh, microphone, no. and uh, yeah, that was my first introduction to some of the connect features. Yeah. Um. Nice.
2: I've...
1: Well, one for the, the Xbox One doesn't nod or whatever, like the one for 360 does. I see. doesn't do that novelty nod, but it's, um as opposed to 480 or 720, whatever that one is, it's like the next one, so it's either 720 or 1080. Okay. I see. So I guess it's kind of nice.
2: Um, I think there was one good game for the Kinect, and it was called Shape Up. It was like an exercise game. It wasn't Star Wars. No, it wasn't. no, it was not Star Wars. But yeah, you just—it's from Ubisoft, and you just is like use just do exercise.
1: I was so excited about Star Wars for Kinect. Like, I—if you guys followed Kinect all the way back to Natal and that yeah. whole thing—if you guys watched those videos, like they're oh, insane. Yeah it's so amazing how it looks and then all of a sudden connect is what we got it was just like yeah. such a mammoth ripoff. it's yeah. <laughs> a so, so yeah so when they announced star wars connect i was like <laughs> oh my god this is gonna be cool like you're gonna be, like maybe chewbacca like you know maybe you're gonna sit there and play that stupid game where you, you know rip your arms out of your sockets if you <laughs> lose. you know and maybe you'll be in the falcon yeah. maybe you'll be in the cockpit like you yeah. know pretending to grab the guns and i thought it was gonna be so sweet and
2: and then delay oh after delay and then it came out and, and
0: then you got freaking Han got Solo. Han <laughs>
1: Solo. Oh. Han Solo. <laughs> oh my oh, god! We, we hey, do you, do you guys do you guys have any Star Wars stuff? Because we could do a music video of that one.
2: Uh Solo. I'm surprised nobody's done that I yet. I don't really have any lightsabers. I only really have a T-shirt. We could find yeah. stuff. We could probably buy stuff. I mean, like... Yeah. They, they always sell stuff at Walmart. And so... They've been selling stuff for, at Walmart for years. They will always sell go. Star yeah. Wars stuff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They've always so sold Star Wars stuff. What am I kidding? They always sell Star Wars stuff. You
0: can there buy we online, too. eBay and Amazon are yeah. a real
1: thing. You get the so Chewbacca we Chewbacca do mask. something like... Um, like one of us can be in the cantina and one of us can be on the falcon. I how about I'll be in the falcon in the in the cockpit, right? Uh-huh. And then I'll okay. um get a buddy to wear like a Chewbacca mask or something. <laughs> and then you guys be in the cantina. I don't know. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, that yeah. would be fun.
0: I'd have to li- I'd have to look up the lyrics again to that song, "We Can kind of
1: Base Off the Song." Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I'm not so big on lyrics, like, cause then you got to sync up too much right. stuff, and it limits what kind of shots you guys do. I'm always like, I'm, I'm gonna try to do this thing where I don't do anything in any of the videos. <laughs> I'm just gonna stand there and nod my head.
0: <laughs> oh, what's uh Oh, I think there's a rap song like that where they just nod. I can't remember. I have mm-hmm. to look it up. But there's a part in the music video where they just stare at this camera all dramatically. (laughs) They just freaking nod.
1: That's cool. Uh,
2: What's the next question we're going to ask him? Um,
0: Oh, uh, so where do you see the future of Gods going? Like, we'll go all the way back to YouTube now. Take a huge detour. But, yeah, where do you see the future of, like, your YouTube channel and your career as a content creator going let's say, in the next five years.
1: That's a good question. Um, I'm just going to say that, like, um, your audio is kind of coming in crackly, and sometimes you're in fast-forward mode. Am I coming out clear for you guys? Yeah, you've been
0: coming out clear. Okay.
1: All right, so, well, it doesn't matter. So, my recording, um, maybe you're going to have to take out your audio or something. Or I don't know how it's going to (laughs) work. Anyways, your parts from what I hear is going to be like they're they're like kind of all garbled. I man. see. But I'm kind of I'm kind of able to hear you. I don't know it's definitely like a connection thing. It's not a mic thing or it could be. Is is it something that you guys can fix?
0: Uh, let me try this.
1: Okay, so, future of the channel, it's a good question. I don't really know. So, I sort of do know. If you remember what I was doing and what point for Game Gods, then there's no mystery. So, basically at this point, last year I was doing Japanuary, which was like very small in scale. It's going to expand, but I'm also busy you're about to say something,
0: Logan Paul. Uh, I think he started Japanuary as well.
1: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Zing!
0: Oh, I feel terrible saying that, but it's true. Pat, you you may have started Japanuary, but Logan Paul took it to a whole new level.
1: He did. He did. What a jerk! Like you know, yeah. like those people are douchey to the core because it doesn't even register to them. Like friggin'. So terrible.
0: I know. It's just sad. Like, the guy, I don't know him at all, like, personally at all. But, I mean, some of some of the videos he's made have been, like, really inspiring. But after watching those Japan videos about how obnoxious he was and disrespectful he was to their culture, like, that is not good. And it is not okay yeah. to put online.
1: No, that's, like, it's that's, like... Like, worse than Jon Tron's video. You know, John Tron's video, like, you forget about in T minus two seconds. Yeah, this one. And, or T minus a day, and this one is like, yeah, man, like. You um, effed. He'll up. bounce back, but. Yeah, he really fed <laughs> the bed. And I hope he. <laughs> like, he knows that he's gotta go away for a while.
0: Yeah. It just sucks. Like,. I mean, if they were to shut down his YouTube channel, which I know that's what everybody wants, I feel like there would be a lot more people committing suicide because that guy is literally a god in these kids' eyes. It is crazy. So, dude, it is insane. There's even there's girls in my hometown that are, like, young girls, junior high age, that are absolutely in love with the guy. Like, they, one of my sister's friends came over to our house crying. After all the stuff went down, she was, like, Holy so, shit! I, dude, I joke... I, I kid you not. Like, this girl was in tears. She was devastated because Logan Paul effed up. And, I don't know. It was just... So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure YouTube took that into consideration. And said, hey, like, we can't just ruin this guy's career.
2: Yeah, they, they, uh, they, like, took him off, like, ad preferred, Google ad preferred, and they dropped a bunch of his YouTube Red shows. Like, you know that movie The Thinning? yeah. They were going to have a sequel to it, and they totally canceled it. Which sucks,
0: dude. I, I don't agree with that because there's more people that work on that show besides Logan Paul. There's Just like the whole Scare PewDiePie thing. Yeah. So much work. So many people worked on that. And because of one guy's actions, you just throw it all away, which, I mean, they have to do it, but it still sucks.
2: Yeah. And, and also, they could just give the rights to. With Scare PewDiePie, they just give the rights to PewDiePie, and he could upload it. Yeah, but I guess they wouldn't make any money off of it, which is kind of the point. So.
1: Yeah. So one thing that like is important to me is owning it, right? Mm-hmm. I know I have to edit certain things out of certain shows, and the second one surprisingly is like it's fine, right? There's some things like herpes commercial and stuff we say, and like he had. You know, the supervising producers got the final say, and he didn't have a problem with that stuff. But I know that I can just put the real, like, rough or the cheeky versions, whatever, on YouTube, and that'll be that. And then I can have the clean versions also on YouTube, and I can direct people towards that, and maybe I can age restrict the other ones. It's like, it's all open, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people that, or some of my friends who, is, who are on this show. Uh, apart from you guys. You know, there's like three of my friends that are on this show too. And one of them has his own show. He had two seasons. He actually had two shows. And um, they're not doing well on YouTube. They're really well done. But I don't know if they were formatted for YouTube. And I'm not saying that Game Gods TV is because it's not. But the YouTube channel exists first and foremost. And... That's what's going to help the content. The other thing was kind of like backwards. I always had YouTube as sort of the end goal. Um, It sounds kind of reversed from what I was saying before about YouTube not being the end goal, but it's like if you want to display your content on YouTube, you have to optimize it from YouTube. Like this show is a bunch of YouTube content optimized for a show, but it always started as YouTube content.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So like for the future... What I want to do is, like, obviously we're going to do the annual awards. We've got some music videos that we're going to do. I'm going to take the reviews that we did for the awards show last year. And I'm going to just do a series of arcade reviews. And that's what I'm going to call it. And we're just going to do each game on its own. And that way we can get, you know, views and hits from people that are just looking up the game. Because maybe some of these games, like, I've never heard of most of these games, like, majority of these games... Well, I wouldn't say... I would say half to two-thirds I'd never heard of. And that's, like, first of all, it's a great thing because that means that you guys are bringing stuff to the table that I wouldn't have thought of. And I'll admit that I'm more of a retro gamer than a modern gamer. But anyways, um, the other thing is, what if these games, like, either... Maybe aren't that popular or maybe they just don't have too many videos or too many reviews of them on YouTube. Like that's a great way to bring people to the channel, right? So I'm going to be doing that. And um, what I really want to do is this thing that I've been working on for like a year plus, And it's basically done via green screen where I go into S- San Andreas. And I go sightseeing and I like bump into the riffraff, whatever you want to call it. And I, you know, filmed all these parts where I'm going to be standing in front of all these virtual monuments. And I'm going to talk to Rogers about, because they have an amazing like huge green screen that comes down from the ceiling that's like retractable and it's like perfectly smooth and it's really great for doing like um, green screen. So I'm going to see if they can let me do that whole series at Rogers and incorporate it into season two. And then that way I don't need to really record anything new for season two, because half that work is done, and I've got a script, and they've got, like, all these induendo places, they got the weed place, they got all these, like, different, um, so there's, like, a store called Vapid in Beverly Hills, and you guys know what the meaning, that word is, and it's just, like, such cool little entendres, right, so I'm gonna be going to all these places, and, um, if you guys want to do something, you know, and and join me on this virtual vacation, you know. We could do something really cool that way. And it could be a great way to kind of segue to a Kickstarter for, like, meeting in real life. If we get to meet in the virtual world. Yeah. Um, may, maybe I'll do a part one and you guys get, a, get the idea of the format and then see if you guys want to join me for the part two or something like that. We can figure something like that out. Yeah, for sure. That, that's. Yeah, that's basically all I have for... The future. I I just kind of think of it as like one season at a time. Don't think too far ahead because if you have 50 videos on the go, you're not going to finish any of them. Yeah, that's then, true. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of it. I'm going to start running out of content probably around September, the one-year anniversary of the new channel. So at that point, I don't know. <laughs> so I got I to gotta think of the new Zovember. Which is going to be a lot more complicated than the last one. I'm going to need to... I'm going to see if Rogers will send out cameramen and stuff. And, and give me a mic and really do that on location TV thing. If they can do that. Because if they can do that, then sky's the limit. Because what I want to do is I want to get on a horse and do a bunch of stuff. And, you know, grab a sword and have like, like a, maybe a scarecrow or something. Because it's around Halloween and then we can fuck them up with uh, knives and, you know, from from horseback, you know, like a gallop, and then just kind of, <laughs> because that's, so, you have to learn how to take out zombies from a horse, right, you got to make friends yeah. with horses in the zombie apocalypse, right, so, that's and that would be pretty amazing, and uh, I think people would want to see, you know, a big nerd get up on a horse and try to do some Coney <laughs> shit. <laughs>
0: so, for, for you to go and record um, in the TV studio, like, do you have to pay money to go there, or do they invite nope. you?
1: No, well, they, yeah, they've, they've, you have to apply. So it's, it's. I'm sure it works the same way in the States as it does in Canada. Like, you've got a local cable company. They've got X amount of dollars that they, you know, it's a tax write-off or whatever. So they set up um, local, you know, usually within their cable centers where that services a certain residential area. Then they've got, like, a studio, and it's just... You almost like book time on this schedule but it's not like a schedule that's visible to anyone it's like guarded by a gatekeeper and gatekeeper in my case is a supervising producer so I just wrote an email with a show treatment and I tried to be as specific as possible but uh, I just include a bunch of YouTube clips and then they watch the YouTube clips and then I got an email back Saying, you know, tell me a little bit more. And it was back and forth. It was usually like I would... We would trade emails like every month, basically. It took a long time, probably because there's so many people that were applying. Now they get back to me every day, which is nice. But it's only because I've been in filming and that whole thing. So um, I just pitched the show idea. I tried to be as accommodating as conservative as possible I didn't ask for a lot I just asked for studio time so that usually means there's one guy staffed that's running everything and then there's me and um, the first time I went there's two people and the last time I went there's only one person so it's really not a lot of resources and then the other thing is editing so if I let them edit it then it turns out to be something that is not exactly what I wanted. I've got a certain style, you know. It, you can kind of tell the style when you watch the videos, or I—I I mean, it jumps around a little bit, but it's like generally like a comedic style. It's kind of in your face, and um, yeah. the last thing I'd want is somebody that didn't get that, you know, yeah. the cuts and like the the humor that lingers for a certain reason, and like you know, just the weirdness, the general weirdness. Like, I—you know—so I would rather do it myself and then if I do it myself I own it Yeah. so now um, I'm leveraging them and um, I'm going to break into a new audience um, I want to you know, do this full time so it's put, turning it into a show is, is a greater way to um, allow me to sort of like package my talents and then it also is a milestone too because there's a barrier to entry right anybody can put up a YouTube video when I told people I have a show, like some people got back to me and they're like a legit show, you know, cause yeah. they they're wondering if it was just like another YouTube show. Um, so there's that too, you know, there's no money involved. I'm not going to make any money, but if they let me do a season two, I will. If they let me do a season three, I will, you know, until something that I actually get paid for comes along, then uh, I'll continue to do it forever. If I can, I just think it's kind of neat. And, um, I'm always going to use the studio and, and hopefully get a cameraman out because that kind of stuff goes back to the YouTube channel too, right? Like that kind of ups the production value. Yeah. And, um, you know, even though I didn't pay anything for it, I'm sure it costs something like the studio, it costs money to run that. It's staffed, you know, the guy that was, um, working with me, like he's salaried. So I'm sure there's money in that. So, um, if it's there, it's available, I say do it, you know, and do it in your community. Everybody should should do it. One of my friends had a radio show, and I really don't know how it translated to YouTube, but he told me later that he just learned to speak and um, kind of, like, work on his voice because his early videos, to me, like, it didn't come off like him. Like, it sounded way too amped up and not really genuine. And uh, you kind of have to amp it up for video purposes, anyways but like his was it was just kind of off a little bit and then I noticed his videos got a lot better and um, so it did pay off but I didn't really understand how the format like I don't really understand um, doing a podcast if you want to be a YouTuber um, I don't really understand doing radio if you want to be a YouTuber like uh, I would always try to do it video related it, to me it makes sense to do a TV show And if you can't do a big, like, major TV show, then do a local, small one. But do a TV show. Like, that, to me, seems like the next... If you're going to do something on the side, why don't you try to, like, leapfrog what you're doing as opposed to, you know... If it's something like radio, to me, it's like you're taking away the video. What good is that? It's, like, half as good. You know, I'm trying to go for twice as good, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, well, and even most people that do podcasts... They say that if you've got a camera, throw it up there because people want the visuals. People want to put the voices to the, – they want to put the people to the voices. They want to be able to see what's going on, not just here. So, yeah, I mean I, I totally oh, yeah. agree with you there. So,
1: Man, if uh, – I tell you right now, like I love the Joe Rogan experience. If it wasn't filmed, if it was just voice, I would never watch a single one. Yeah. Because yeah, that's not me. You know, like if I'm doing something in the background, I like to listen to music usually. And if it's something that I'm watching in the foreground, I I got to have, like, if I'm paying attention to it, give me the visuals. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Was that all the questions you guys had?
2: Mm, uh, Well, we did have one more uh, if you had time for it. And, yeah, sure. Uh, originally, um, if you didn't know, Pat wasn't playing being on this episode this week so we were going to talk about another subject and um, so I guess one of the subjects we're going to talk about is uh, since uh, uh, Dark Souls Remaster Remaster just got announced uh, I wanted to, we were going to talk about remasters so we just want to know what's, what's your opinion on remasters like game remasters
1: um, I think that console gamers are at a disadvantage versus PC gamers for multitude of reasons. Like first of all, online gaming, like it was a standard thing in PC gamers. Mod. Mods like it's very, very sparse in um like console games. PC games like a mod, you can get that stuff on top of an existing game. It almost seems like a console game. You have to buy a separate game just to get that functionality. Yeah. And One of the things that um, PCs also are great for is if you can get your game to run, like if you can get DOS running on Windows 10, a lot of games don't work anymore, kind of, but some of them do. And, you know, you can take advantage of your computer's better processing power, and Mm -hmm. you can up the frame rate, you can up the resolution. If you didn't have 5.1 before, you can have it now. I know not a lot of PC games. That might have changed, but you know when console games are commonplace 5.1 there's a lot of pc games that are still just stereo sound but let me know if that changed but anyways that's a really great thing the remasters i mean if it's a great game i'll be the. i'll buy the remaster i like 1080p at 60 frames per second yeah i i don't mind you know games are really great last generation they look really look great so if you just up the frame rate up the resolution then um It's not like the geometry of the game looks really bad. It's not like the performances of the in game characters are not convincing. It just, it still is a passable game. It still looks great. You can still get that feeling of kind of getting engrossed because, you know, you know what the current generation looks like and it's kind of got that, you know, up to spec kind of feel to it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so definitely, I, I don't believe in paying full price like i think i saw remember the prices in canada are like i would say generally about 10 bucks more
2: yeah. per game mm-hmm.
1: across the board than states you know if it's a 90 dollars or i would say an 80 dollars game in canada it's a 70 dollars game in the states games generally i think are about 60 bucks in canada it must be around 50 or 60 bucks in the states right for a yeah. new game mm-hmm. when they come out yeah so sometimes they're 70 bucks anyways um for a remaster, like forty bucks, no, I saw Bioshock the remaster for thirty bucks, and I still was debating like to me, twenty bucks is kind of better, yeah, I would say ten to twenty dollars because they made the money already off the game, like they don't yeah. need to milk it This the Skyrim remaster, I think it was like fifty bucks. It's mm. like are you serious? No, I don't know, I would buy it for twenty bucks,
2: yeah, uh. Yeah, um, also Capcom, they're infamous for re-releasing games, like, I remember Resident Evil 4, it was like, they re-released it for download on, uh, for next gen, like yeah. for, um, PS3 Xbox. and Xbox 360, yep. and then later I see like an Xbox One, PS4 version, I'm like,
1: yeah. why you, use- so I'll, also- I'll tell you. I'll tell you. um, I got that game,
2: uh-huh.
1: so I got resident evil 6 for xbox 360 the mm-hmm. day it came out and you got a special edition i don't know if you guys got the special edition of resident evil 6 uh-uh. No. so if you got the ps3 version then you got a digital download for resident evil 1 2 3 and 4 and the gold edition of resident evil 5 including all of the dlc and resident evil 6
2: Oh wow. It's pretty my sweet. Gosh. It's
1: only only ten extra bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you got the Xbox three sixty version though, it was slightly different and in my opinion I thought it was better because first of all I had the three games for Playstation and mm-hmm. because of I don't know what it is, but if you have a Playstation three that plays original Playstation games, mm-hmm. they play in a higher definition when you have the disc than if you buy it on the store they got this dumbed down resolution probably so that it plays on the PSP also uh-huh. I'm thinking that's why anyways so I, to me I had the the superior version so I didn't need those three so I got the 360 version because that one came with Resident Evil Code Veronica Resident Evil 4 um, Resident Evil Degeneration the movie Resident mm-hmm. Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6
0: my gosh yeah
1: so instead of three games, it came with one game and a movie. So technically, you had less content, but to me, it was better content. And the Degeneration movie wasn't a stupid digital download. Like, all the games are digital download, but the <laughs> one with, for 360, they gave you a DVD oh. of Degeneration, which is kind of nice, because that was in disc, right?
2: Yeah. Um, I don't get why they had to make, like, the two different... Uh games like to have different rewards they should have it like equal well the thing is you all... couldn't
1: put the playstation ones on the xbox one because they're never yeah i know on xbox, right? yeah yeah so anyways that we were talking about the digital so um i had the digital version of resident evil 4 and i beat it and then the the hd v- digital version came out and that game i just loved so much that okay i bought the gamecube version when it came out I bought the PlayStation version because it had the Ada Wong campaign. Yeah. I bought the Xbox 360 digital version, and now I have the Xbox One digital version. Like, I, four times that game. But you know what? <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I, I own, like, six versions of, not just six, like, multiple copies of the PlayStation version of Symphony of the Night. But I also own, like, multiple versions of Symphony of the Night. And you know what? I beat every single one of them. Inverted Castle, every single one of them. 200 plus percent, every single one of them. And I loved every minute of it. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So remasters I say yes. If it's a game that I love and you're gonna remaster it, fucking yeah. right. You know? I never played the first Grand Theft Auto five, but I thoroughly enjoyed it on this like current gen.
2: Yeah.
1: And um had I played it on PS three I know that I really would have enjoyed it in the first person mode and, and everything that the remastered version but if you're going to remaster it, do a good job. Yeah. There's certain remasters that aren't good, like um
2: It's more like a D-master. Well,
1: okay, so Silent Hill the, oh, yeah, the HD, HD collection, collection on 360 like apparently the 360 version is buggy as fuck and they didn't do a patch to beat it, right? Yeah. Um or to fix it. And the PS3 yeah. version, they did a patch. I'm I, stuck I didn't with know that, that
2: 360 copy.
1: Yeah, so am I. Yeah. So your pain is my pain. And the whole yeah. reason, do you know about this, Sky? Like, do you know what we're talking about here? Uh-uh. So Konami deleted all the assets, or they lost all the assets for yeah. Silent Hill 2. So then when they they got, like, pre-alpha assets back, and then they sent it to the team that were porting it. So then they were, like, mm-hmm. talking about, like, the freaking protagonist was blue and, like, all this weird shit, and they had to, like, fix all that stuff. And the... Anyways um because of like all that major overhauling there's all mm-hmm. these um glitches and stuff that just were created and then they created a patch for the PS3 version but they it was so far far gone for the 360 version or they just moved on or whatever yeah. that they just n- never bothered to patch it probably because you know 360 isn't as popular out there and, yeah
2: also know. they did the same with Sony at Zone of the Enders and uh Luckily, I have the p s three copy, so I'm not stuck with the inferior version,
1: yeah, see yeah. same thing here too. There's certain games for p s three that were better generally, they're yeah. better for three sixty but certain Japanese ones I would say definitely better on p s three
2: um yeah, uh, well that's pretty much uh all the questions we've had um.
0: Yeah, but I mean I definitely think that uh there's room for a another episode yeah. with uh Pat on the show. I I mean we've definitely got more questions to ask, yeah. but we will.
1: Yeah, if you guys if you guys want, we can do another one where I can go more in depth about like how I put together the TV show, like how yeah. I make each episode, um how the planning process happens, all the internal conversations yeah. I had. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe you like can give some hope,
0: some yeah. tips on um, upcoming people that want to start YouTube channels or maybe they're thinking about going into the TV industry, steps that they could take, you know, yeah. just kind of help yeah. out the audience and us as well. I mean, we're definitely still infants in this whole yeah. content creation world.
1: Yeah, you know what? Apply to your local station. If you have one, apply. You know, and send them some copies of the, your, your video. Like, it's open for people. It's... It's not something that's more closed off than you think. Like, they want to help people. You just have to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, then the conversations are going to get so drawn out. And they're going to, you know, they're not going to hold your hand just because there's so many people that they're working with, right? But if you have a plan, they'll listen. Um, man, you man. know, the, the content that I had when I proposed it at first, like, it wasn't that great. Like, it compared to now... And um, it still was good enough to pass the bar, and um, so I'm I'm really glad for that. But you just have to be persistent. You have to have a good plan. So you got to put your best foot forward. And I'll talk about that. Yeah, that that'd be sure. a good conversation yeah. to have.
0: Well, sweet, sounds good. Maybe we can yeah. plan on that in the future. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We are going to do a part two episode, whatever. Yeah, but uh, nice. Anyway, um, thank you guys so much for watching this video. If you enjoyed it, be sure to do all the good things. Wash behind your ears. Put your pants on the right way. Take that tie off. You know you don't want to wear it. And uh, also, we just want to give a big thanks for Pat for taking time to sit and chat with us. And uh, appreciate it, man.
2: Yeah.
1: Anytime. It's always fun. fun.
2: And also, um, maybe next time... uh, I don't know. I, didn't, I don't know. what I was gonna say
0: maybe I'll next time. Screwed this up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I soon brought
2: you. Up, I brought steam upon my family. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. Good old fashioned racism there. Yeah. Well, right. appreciate it. Peace out, my bros from okay. Idaho.
0: Have a good one, man. Appreciate it. And, uh, and uh, as, always, as always, keep as always it rad. Keep it bad. Yeah, Keep he's got
2: it. Keep it the celebration. Ah, break
1: Goodbye.